right, guys, welcome this uh, to this episode, Growing Together, When Therapy Helps. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me introduce this, right? Because this is like appropriate for me to, <laughs> to introduce. Um, this episode, we're talking about uh, when therapy helps. And there's, there's, um, the, the approach is a bit different than some of our other podcasts, because what I did was interview a good therapy friend of mine's. We've been talking about doing this for a while and inviting her to speak to a couple things. One is what does couples therapy mean? What does it look like? What's that process? Mm -hmm. But the other thing, which is kind of like a burden for us is like, how do we communicate? Mm-hmm. How, what is com- good communication? And it just makes sense to bring a therapist who's an expert at yeah. creating that for fat, for couples that they work with, um, and to share some of her high, highest points on how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Right. I kind of wish I was there. Yeah. Cause when I was listening in on the conversation, I had so many questions that I would have loved to, you know, hear her take on. Okay. Know, given that she is a couples therapist. Right. You know, so I just have like some questions or just some of the things that you would have observed being in, you know, in the room with couples and some of the, the, the chat, you know, the, the different things. I mean, the conversation was really, really it was uh, good. eye-opening. And I think that uh, our listeners will definitely appreciate it as much as we did. And I bet people are always going to have questions because I right. definitely had more questions yeah yeah so you know what actually what's interesting is uh this this therapist her name is uh sofia riverosa and um she practices in plantation florida um and has been doing this for years right Mm -hmm. uh has written a book uh fantastic resource what's the name of the what's the title of the book i didn't hear you mention it in your conversation so the book is called The Business of Marriage, um, and uh, yeah, written by her. The interesting thing about this interview was that we actually did this interview three different times. Oh, you guys are my so, heroes. Wow. So, hmm. so just about every question you just mentioned about what you would ask her, she answered in a different version. Oh, man. Uh, it's, so it, it, that was sad. fantastic that each time we did this, it was like a brand new interview with new oh, information. What I know. a pity. We and lost you, a and lot. you lost, we lost the other lot. two. Oh, the reason yeah, why the yeah. other two didn't work out was because uh, the sound wasn't working, mm-hmm. glitches. We were trying to do a Facebook Live at the same time. Did not work. And the sound just kept dropping yeah. on us. Uh, so, yeah, we ended up just kind of turning off Facebook Live, turning on the recorder on my phone, and just like, like let's, let's just try to get this. Let's just try to get this thing done yeah uh, it'd be it'd have been so sad to just have walked away <laughs> empty-handed yeah because nobody could hear you on facebook i know i know and then you couldn't record so yeah i'm glad for the yeah. sake of all of us i'm glad that you ended up just opting f- for using the good old phone yep yep so um look let's like roll into this audio yeah. Um, I took time to introduce her. And, um, again, Sophia is a relationship expert. 
uh, and um, she to me is a mentor uh, for practice building as well as creating communities of therapists um, in our in our in our local uh, community uh, for connection and and for collaboration. So um, definitely an excellent quality person. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and let her introduce herself as we roll right into this interview. Thank you so much for having me today because, you know, I think it's really important these topics, right, in terms of um, the health of the family, the health of the relationship and what that means. Um, so I'm really excited to talk about the different elements that we're going to be talking about today. So a little bit about me. So I am also a licensed marriage family therapist and my work with couples uh, has been pretty much led on by uh, the idea that my parents had a 25-year marriage and it collapsed, right? And and it was very rare, for, uh, difficult for me to understand what was happening. Right. Uh, as a, t uh, you know, I was 19 or so when it started happening. So, you know, um, didn't know what was going on, didn't understand how something that had lasted for so long was all of a sudden collapsing. So I really uh, developed this desire to... Uh, learn more about relationships, um, learn what makes them succeed, what makes them last, right? And so that's how it all started. Okay. Um, so my practice now is implantation and I've been there for now five years, no, six years now. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, and I, I do have a small group practice because as time went by, I really uh, realized that I couldn't help everybody by myself and, right. and dif in different areas that were not relationship counseling. So I decided to bring on other people that had the same mission and vision in that. Very way. cool. And do does everybody in your practice do couples therapy like you or is it just? No, okay. there's a few that also do, but some other people do different things, even testing for children, for okay. learning or behavioral issues or adults to counseling for children. Um, and other individual concerns, maybe anxiety, depression, or just wanting to grow in some area. Got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. Well, um, yeah, I, I asked because I know that the experience of walking through therapy is, is something that people can feel apprehensive about, right? Uh, especially couples therapy, as w which is what we're talking about. Um, and so it'll be, it'll be great if you can kind of walk us through um, what to expect, for couples therapy, like what what does that look like for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think couples therapy is uh, a great process for couples that are feeling stuck in their relationship mm -hmm. um, in some way. I th I'd say that if you're considering divorce, you should at least try counseling for a little while before right. you you consider divorce, right? To see if something is worth uh, saving there to begin with. Um, if you've never done counseling, it would be a great uh, alternative to consider first, right? Sure. Um, but even if divorce is not on the table, right, I think that uh, when you're feeling stuck in a rut, whether you know, either because there's too much arguing happening or no talking, you know, or, you know, kind of feeling like we can't really talk about anything it just kind mm -hmm. of feels quiet at home <laughs> mm -hmm. because we have nothing to talk about it's kind of like the spark has left the room um, and wanting to reconnect and wanting to maybe bring back some of the feelings that brought you together in the relationship counseling is a great alternative 
to make that happen. Mm -hmm. uh, I also see couples that have go through trust issues, whether right. um, some sort of betrayal that has happened, whether it is with another person or right. other right. rules in the relationship yeah. that may have been broken, right? Because um, you know, finances can be an area that betrayal show up sometimes, sure. right? For example, sure. so so trust is not just about other people, but also about certain rules of the relationship being followed and things like that. Of right? course. So, so those are the main areas that I think I see people uh, looking to enhance in their relationship. And the big word that, and the same word that you've been asking me today to talk about shows up a lot, right? Like, how do we communicate better? Sure. And people realize that communication is that the medium to, to get to these Obviously. places, right? Yeah, like, yeah. The, to connect more, to heal from trust issues, or to rekindle the spark of the relationship. Yeah. We, we need we need words to get there. Of course. And uh, sometimes couples either find that they either get into explosive arguments or they just feel like, you know, it just doesn't go anywhere because one or both partners shut down uh -huh. and it just feels like it's, you know, like a hamster wheel of, of the same thing happening over and over. So um, that's when counseling can be very helpful, right? Because the idea of introducing a new person in the situation that might bring um, that's what I like to do. Might bring a different perspective, a new to maybe some new tools that, mm -hmm. of how to talk about things, so mm -hmm. that either the fight or the flight doesn't happen, right? Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. And I, I imagine for people that are going to therapy, they're dealing with things in the relationships that, they, that they've been dealing for a very long time. You know, I think one of the statements I read in your book was that it takes seven years. You know, um, after you know, like being in the mess for people to actually pursue That's the help. average, yeah. 6.8 uh, years, exactly. That's yeah. what the research shows. And so, of course, for some couples, it's sooner. For some couples, it's later. But if that's the average, right, that's a right. long time. That's a, long, a time. long time. And it's a lot. And I imagine at that point, there's a lot to try to redeem, a lot to try to fix. So, okay, so it, it's overwhelming. I'm, I'm going to couples therapy. I'm overwhelmed by the the years of repetitive issues um what does the therapy process actually look like like how mm -hmm. how does that flow yeah so i like to focus on the idea that um counseling is a way to find new avenues to communicate right to uh -huh. find new solutions uh -huh. you've tried everything on your own so far right so let's see okay maybe that didn't work let's see other things so a place to collaboratively find new uh, new ways to do that um, yeah, I like to stay neutral too. I think that that's a key for, for anybody that works with couples. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. going to take a stance of uh, refereeing you because otherwise you'll need me <laughs> yeah. the rest of your life. Right, right, right. right. That's uh, pretty good actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and actually won't, it doesn't work, right? Because if you think that, and uh, this is where sometimes religious approaches, sometimes uh, they also feel people that doesn't, hasn't worked, right? With pastors or... Yeah. Or other mentors because sometimes people do take sides uh, when in those approaches and sometimes they want to find other ways to connect right that True. it's not about one person being right or wrong right um, so I mm -hmm. do take a very neutral stance because I'm interested in to learn your dance and where where is the dance 
breaking down, mm-hmm. right? Like, when are you stepping on the other person's right, foot or right. kneeing them or elbowing yeah, them, yeah. right? Like, where is it not really working that it's not flowing? And so when I learned that process, right, in the first session, I, I met, oh, I meet always with both of them and both of the, uh, the people in the relationship. And we understand together, like, what brought them to consider counseling and what they wish to see different. And I really want to learn about the history of their relationship mm-hmm. and what brought them together. What were the, what was the future dream, right? Like, right. Uh, yes. what mm-hmm. has happened along the way, where possibly has the breakdown started to happen? Mm-hmm. Because I really want to see where, where are their strengths, what, uh, what are, and what are the opportunities, right? And I openly discuss that with the couple. That's good. And then I usually speak with them. Uh, at least one session individually to really learn about uh, each one uh, of the partners in in an individual way, um, their history a little bit as Mm -hmm. well, and to really connect, right? Because it's very important to have a good connection with your therapist. Yeah. uh, Feeling understood and and that your therapist gets you and also your partner, right? Because um, like I said, it's good to be neutral. Sure. Of course. So, so that's a little bit about the process, and then afterwards, it's mostly all together, unless there's some need for an individual space. But I, I really work with the idea that we're here to find alternatives and solutions, and then when things are flowing, you don't need me anymore, right? Right. But this needs to be a temporary process where you gain knowledge of, and ways of doing things differently, and that's it. Go from there. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm listening to you, and the thing that I appreciate is is the value of actually going to a therapist that has the special specialty mm-hmm. to work with your need, right? So a couples therapist would be best for your couples therapy needs. And, yes, and uh, I love that because, you know, the idea of, look, at, at certain point, both of you guys are always in the room. And that's my expectation. Uh, and I know there are other styles of therapy where it's like individual. I can't handle more than one person. I mean, I'm a family therapist. I want your grandparents to come in the room. I want, like, where are those kids? Bring them in the room. Yeah, I want yeah. to pack my room with people. So so the idea of having, like, that special um, skill set, right, uh, to, to be able to manage and navigate. Yeah. I mean, if you if you have a heart issue, you're you're not gonna go to to a, a pulmonary doctor, right? Like true. you're you're true, gonna true, go true. to the specialist of Definitely. that organ that needs Definitely. help. And I think in counseling, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it should be certainly that way. There, yeah. it's not the same. Absolutely, right. it's not the same. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So then, um, this it, thank you for that. And I, I feel like this all leads into one of the main things that I I want to address. Right. So. Um, I was telling Sophia earlier um, how my wife and I were had the opportunity to do a couples workshop uh, at a at a local church, and it was amazing. But the thing is that if you if you know me, uh, if you follow my social media and, and know my work, I'm like super deep. I'm like really deep. Like everything I say has layers, and it goes like, wow. Let me. Um, and what happened was at the end That's of this, why you're a good therapist. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> but at this, this workshop, this one guy raised his hand and he's like, Hey, can you possibly just tell me like, how, how do I talk to my wife? <laughs> and I'm like, snap, I never really thought about that now, but it was such a, it was such a good question. Um, and, and I think it'd be, it would be deceptive to think that is a simple question. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I wanted to bring you in. To, to kind of lead us through that dialogue. I know in your book you have two chapters that talks about how to help your partner know what you need and how 
to know what your partner needs, right? And which is which addresses this whole dynamic of being able to share and communicate. So I'd love if you can kind of drill down and bring bring that together for us so we can understand how to communicate. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'd be happy to. The, I think initially we start with the idea of really knowing that we need to talk about things, right? Yeah. Um, at work, you have weekly meetings, sometimes daily meetings, depending on the job that you work at, right? Right. Uh, because it's we have to check, we have to make sure where the, how the project's doing, who's doing this in this shift, who's doing that in that situation, and then is everything working or uh, are we facing any problems, right? And and that is what makes us a company make sure that they're on track. Right. In a relationship, we need the same thing, right? Um, and we didn't grow up, I think, seeing our parents do a lot of these things because. Uh, just marriage has changed throughout times, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially not our grandparents. Maybe starting with our parents, but especially not our grandparents, because marriage really changed in the last forty years, uh, where fifty years now I would say probably, where you know before it was the institution of marriage was you're a good hu- husband if you provided and you provided a sense of safety and mm-hmm. the wife you know was good with the kids and kept her house clean and, and hospitable. And um, this has changed. Now people don't get married just for those reasons. Does money matter? Yes. Do all of those things matter? Absolutely. Like who takes care of the kids and all that. Those are roles. Mm -hmm. But just roles now, it's not what makes a marriage uh, work. It's it's this idea of how do I feel loved and connected. Right. 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 So we really need to get clear as to what is it that makes you feel loved and connected. Um, so I would say that uh, aside from making sure um, that you are talking, right, I, I really encourage the idea of check-ins, right? Like mm. do these check-ins just like you do them at work. Mm-hmm. Create a space to talk about your relationship, mm-hmm. right? Know what's happening. Know what's happening with your significant other in their personal life and what are their dreams or are they mm. accomplishing them, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and so we can feel like we can exercise those things, meaning like do things to make those things happen, right? Mm-hmm. So um, how, do, how to feel heard is starts in how we talk, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, this big word communication, right, that always comes up for couples is are you saying things in a way that your partner may be able to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, I see a lot of uh, people struggling with putting what they need in in a positive way meaning mm-hmm. uh what do you need and because you can say you know you give all the attention to the kids and never to me or you can say hey honey you know i miss us mm-hmm. i i miss spending time like we used to have it before the kids mm-hmm. i get that the kids take a lot of time but how can we carve some time for us right yeah. like i yeah. i want us to be us too yeah and that can it's so much easier to to hear, right? It's so yes. much more uh, palatable. And might our partners still get defensive? Maybe. But there is still a higher chance that we might be hurt. Yeah. Right. Um, so really getting down to those needs, right? And be able yeah. to to put them into words and not sound as attacking or blaming. Because mm-hmm. many times we ask for things with you, 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 you do all these things wrong. Right. And um, that starts breaking down the communication right away because the other person shuts down or they become defensive, mm-hmm. right? So 
so opening up as to what you need so there's this kind of simple formula you know there's tons of resources online if you guys want to search this but the idea of i statements right like i feel and what is it that you're really feeling when this is happening or the situation described and then ask for what you need in a positive way right mm -hmm. so like i was saying uh you know i feel lonely maybe in the relationship mm -hmm. would have been something that we could have said uh that that person could have said if they want more time with their significant other and and really focus on that that's what you feel and it might not mm -hmm. feel it i don't be at all what your uh, partner is feeling mm -hmm. right that's that's where love languages come in right mm -hmm. that we feel love and connected in different ways right there's right. not a right way to feel loved mm -hmm. and so we have to be clear what that is between the two of us of course of course so really really opening up a, about that and and speaking up right yeah. and also understand that it's not right or wrong right not judging that it's different sure it's just the way it is and it's just the way it is for all good marriages right it's right. not mm. this this difference is not something that makes us incompatible yeah because yeah. there's not a hundred percent compatibility anywhere right yeah I mean, yeah it, it just well, if you have two people, right, and we compare two people, there's always going to be a difference at some level because mm -hmm. we don't have a bunch of people to compare and do an average. It's just going yeah. to be a difference there, right? Like I always share that, say, in a personality test, my husband and I both score as extroverts. Mm -hmm. But I've, I'm a little bit more of an extrovert than him in the sense that when we are under stress, I always seek more being around people than him. Right, and that's where it shows that I'm a little bit more of an extrovert than him. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love being around people too, but we see it in those key moments, right? Sure, of course. And of so, course. but if, you know, we're still both extroverts. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah. so that's one of the things to to acknowledge, right? That right. we're going to be somewhat different. Right. And it's it's okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. the grass won't be that's greener. Excellent. On that's the excellent. other side, when it comes to that. Yeah, and I I really I really appreciate that um, because I think. Again, you address this uh, here. You've addressed in your book. There's the expectations that we're constantly fighting, mm -hmm. um, and and what it does, it keeps us stuck in our heads on what things should be, and not what things should look like when we're going together, right? So, so I you just shared a tons of good, just quality information on how we communicate, which is going to help us grow together. But I mean, would you would you zero in on anything that would help couples like grow together besides mm -hmm. besides everything you've said so far? So I would say very important key markers is keep talking, like I was saying earlier, mm. and also expect change. Right. Right. That mm. throughout the decades, we're going to be forced to change sometimes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're just going to change organically because of mm -hmm. aging. Right. And uh, we're not the same at 20 versus 30 versus 50 right. and so on and so forth. So when we are open to that idea that things are going to change. Mm -hmm. And that in order to not feel like we are becoming roommates and, and not know each other, so mm -hmm. to speak, is that we need to continue to open this dialogue. Um, and that it's about putting some effort, right? That yeah. um, we put lots of effort when we're dating. Yes. And right. yes, then we have kids, life gets busy. Of course, we cannot put the same amount of time on anything when we mm -hmm. have kids, right? It's, they take a lot of time. <laughs> they take everything. But yes. <laughs> So, but we, we got we got to show up at some level for our relationship mm -hmm. and and talk about that and and so that it's 
seen as effort, right? Right. It's that it's understood that it's effort and this is how we make our relationship grow and are we on the same page as this is how we want to grow together. Right, right. Makes sense. So those three things I think are super key. Always talk to each other. Expect change, Mm -hmm. right? Like by the time you're getting it, you're changing again. Yeah, yeah. And that puts some effort, right? Like right. The, the saying of, you know, keep dating work. your spouse, right? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. we really need to do that uh, at some level throughout times. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Those are really good summarizing statements. Um, uh, and I was, I was commenting um, in, in my mind about the whole, the, the, the keep changing, how we all just keep changing. It's, it's a journey. Like mm-hmm. we're all constantly navigating. We're all constantly growing. And the commitment we make in our heart is like, hey, I'm, I almost have to accept that I'm doing this till the day I die. Like, I'm, I'm in this. I'm in this completely. Um, and that's almost what it takes, you know, to get through some of the hardest moments. Um, yeah, so, yeah. good, good. I appreciate this. And I appreciate you. Um, just uh, inside scoop. This is our third time doing this. And this girl's a trooper. Uh, so, <laughs> so, thank you so much. Um, in fact, I will say this, that... Uh, for those of you who are participating, uh, learning this, um, one of the things that Sophia has been um, kind enough to offer us is one of the chapters in one of her in her most recent book, um, uh, and it's it's an excellent chapter that looks at the blueprint uh, for relationships, and, and it kind of addresses the mindsets and experiences that that causes some of our relationships to break, but then the key blueprint what are the specific things that need to be in place to ensure that our relationships work uh and it's it's a really good um a really good read if you if you get a chance the link is going to be right there i want you to click it it's free it's for you um but i also want us to learn sophia how do we best connect to you and follow what you're doing in the community and you know in in your practice awesome yeah um, you guys can find a lot more about me and more tips, right? Aside yeah. from the book, there's a whole section of tips on my website. Uh, it's my name, www.sofiarobarosa.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also find there all my social media. Uh, Facebook. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, so you can. it's probably easier just to tell you to go find it there than yeah. <laughs> all the other links. <laughs> so my website okay. is probably the best, the best okay. way to learn more and follow me on social media through there. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, Eddie. Thanks, guys. We're going to make it happen. We made it happen. (laughs) All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Okay. All right. So there it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's the audio. And so why don't you and I take time to just kind of give some of our feedback points and mm-hmm. thoughts after listening to that again. Yeah. Yep. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, so one of the things that I was focused on, I'm actually just starting with the communication part of it. Okay. Um, because there was like so much there. Uh, so with the communication part of it, one of the important things I'm realizing she was highlighting was this idea that that in in a relationship, one of the things that we need to step back and focus on when it comes to communication is what the other person is hearing. Yeah. Communicate to be understood. Yes. Was how I, I think that's what she said, or that's how I understood mm-hmm. what she was trying to express. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's more effort 
And and it's interesting because in couples and marriages and relationships, it's almost as if like something's wrong because we're not communicating. When when you really look at a part of the dynamic that needs to be fixed is how am I working to be understood? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of effort has I put have I put in to get our language to be common, mm-hmm. right? To to get an understanding uh, for the other person to really understand and scale you know, where I'm at and what I'm actually trying to say. Mm -hmm. So that I felt was like a really good point. Yeah. You know, one of the things that came to my mind as I was just listening to all of this, I'm like, uh, truly being a human being is a very challenging thing. Right. Because what it requires of you is that you have to learn the art of many things. Sure. Right. Right. And the art of communicating, you know, the whole thing of know your audience. It's just one of those things that you, you are just forced to be nuanced. Right, because at the end of the day, you know, your partner might love you, but perhaps your partner is feeling under pressure. Um, there's different things going on in their world. So it's like, you, so, so part of being nuanced is that, yes, I want to communicate, but it helps you when you know where the other person is at. Right. Right, and you are mindful so that when I am about to express something else, I am doing the work to make sure that, I'm going to express it in a way and in a time that will cause the message that I'm carrying to come through. That's very tough. Right. That takes maturity. That takes, you know, um, being selfless. Right. Because sometimes you're frustrated and the selfish thing to do would be to just, you know, spew out whatever you want at that moment. But the Mm -hmm. problem is that is that going to achieve um, what you want is that going to carry through the message that you want? Right. You know. So for me personally, like as you know, I wake up in the morning and I am like a Ferrari and I'm ready to go. Sure. Yes. And that's when my thoughts are the clearest. So that's when you know I am ready to say, "Oh, babe, this, that, 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 that." But it's like I have so the discipline I've had to learn is to mm. pull back. Yeah, right. Because just as much as I'm ready, I know you're not because you know you are still like waking up. Sure, definitely. Uh, you may be awake, but you're not really awake. Yeah. So that's the thing with communicating, and I I just True. loved how she was explaining that. That yeah, you could be like, oh well, you know, honey, you know, you don't give me attention. Yeah, fine, it's true, right? The kids, you don't give me attention. But is that really going to achieve um, uh, the thing that you are looking for? Is that really going to get through your message? No, not really. Because like you're saying, that that, that that statement is so burdened. Uh, and this is why I'm saying it's so tough to be human because now you realize that, okay, this is what I feel like saying, but mm-hmm. this is not going to be the most effective thing. Let me be nuanced. Right. Oh, honey, can we, I miss us. Sure. Right. Right. And instead of I miss us, you, what you've done now is the whole being aware of your customer. This person maybe who may have potentially been, um, you know, abrasive, maybe, you know, may not hear you out, out. They hear that and then you hear it and then perhaps you receive it with sympathy. It's like, oh, man, I also miss us. Mm. And then you may actually still get a chance to say, man, I feel like you spend so much time with the kids. But it's just that like that can just not be your first statement. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's just like an art and that's part of like the challenge where you're like, you, I, I just realized that truly, you know, being mature, being in a relationship, growing with people just requires this level of selflessness and this level of 
being nuanced and being discerning sure, and sure. you know because situations are changing life is changing just because you said this this way today come tomorrow you can't necessarily say that right right and that's like part of the art of communicating just the ability to uh be dynamic mm-hmm. and that, that that's like a serious investment yeah you know because you can't just cut pick uh cut and paste Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that was like this, you know, like the thing that dawned on me. It's just, just sort of like going through like the nuances of communication. Yeah. And I'm like, man, man, you know, the things that are great, good things don't come easy, essentially. Sure. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And it's like you have to push past selfishness. <laughs> You have and to. comfort and self and comfort. Yeah, like that's you have to push past yeah. comfort. In the in the very basic thing of the timing of my communication and the approach of my communication, not because what I'm communicating is about me. What I'm communicating is as much about that person understanding what yes. I'm saying than just you, right? Being like, oh, I got that out. I'm good. Yeah. No, no, that's right. not that's not your sole <laughs> objective. Sure. Is that okay? Because for some people, getting the thing out is actually really the point of courage. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's important, you know. But then um, the the or how do I make sure that it's well captured? Right. And you can't mm-hmm. control that, but I think you can contribute to it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. All right. Cool. Well, do you have a, do you have another point that you wanna? Um. Yeah, so you know, one of the things, the statements that really grabbed me was um, in talking about communication um, is the fact that she said marriage has changed. Right? You know, she said like in the last 40 years, marriage has changed. Like the um, the makeup of families has okay. changed. Yeah. Um, so I guess we have to find new ways. I mean, I get, you know, I guess obviously um, there's certain basic things that don't change, but I think the fact that the makeup of society and families has changed is that you take the truth, but maybe you have to find a way to apply it inside of the new context. Right. right? So yeah, the truth is that communication is important. That's always been there. Yeah. But you know, like she was saying that unlike back then where like the women, you know, were home and the men were working right now, families are under a lot more pressure. Right. Of course. So guess what's vulnerable? Communication you know, has become more vulnerable. Yes. Because, you know, I'm like, I mean, of course, not to say that the women who are staying home were not under stress because absolutely staying with kids creates just a level of stress. But I'm like, I think from like a family perspective, perhaps the stress is not as much as now where we tra- we caught in traffic, you know. Right. Um, the, we have to pick up the kids, you know, this, you know, you know, this, you know, there's just families are being squeezed. Mm-hmm. That I, you know, the energy, the emotional energy, the mental energy that is required to engage each other, because we're saying communication, but we really are talking about, co- you know, connecting. Yes. Because that's what communication is, right? Right. The ability to connect one person to the other. Mm-hmm. That families are squeezed so much. So marriages are, you know, are, 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 you know, you know, marriages are different. The context within which marriages live is very different. Mm-hmm. So it's requiring for our generation to find ways to work through the many obstacles that just exist. Correct. You know, yeah. so that statement for me just really sparked something to say, yeah, I think even recognizing that is so important because inside of that, we have to begin to find solutions for us. Yes. Um, you know, to make sure that we protect the human connections. Yes. Instead of our families and instead of our marriages. 
It's good. Because the environment just has not, it does not make it easy. It's yes. become more difficult to connect. Correct. Correct. And I, and I like that because what, there's a couple words that, that highlight in my mind as you're talking. One is we have to, we have to adjust and not for, not for traditional roles anymore, right? That does, that no longer indicates how the household, how the marriage should function, right? The traditional masculine male, the traditional, you know, I think she mentioned like subservient woman and yeah. like that, that whole thing. Um, no, that doesn't actually, that's no longer applicable for navigating. And the other key thing is environment. Environment should not indicate the structure and the way that that marriages and couple in relationships work, right? It's like we have to actually draw from something beyond the chaos, mm-hmm. right? And beyond the history. Um, and we have to dig deep into, uh, well, who, who are we? Who are you as my spouse? Who are you as my partner in life? And how do I respond to you in a way that allows us to grow together? Mm-hmm. How do I allow you to sharpen me, you know? And how do we partner in parenting, how do we partner in finances in a way that that actually becomes productive for us and for the environment and, and for the world that we're trying to build together? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that becomes kind of the platform of discovery. Like mm-hmm. you can't you you can't be informed, you know, by any external thing. Like mm-hmm. you have to actually go in and discover now, mm-hmm. you know, what it means, what and how we're going to do this, and it's only in the journey. That we figure it out. Yeah, but um, but I think to to but there has to also be a recognition though that the external things, the forces, the external forces have changed and they've become um, even more unfriendly to the family environment. But what you are saying is that we have to find a way to push past that and to find new life, yes. regardless. Correct. Because we can't just say, "Well, it's just so tough," and we leave it at that. Because then if we leave it at that, then our relationships become neglected, right? And then yeah. what gets created is chaos. Right. It, things are already chaotic. Things are already so full of pressure. Yes. So unless we are intentional, then right. all we are doing is that we are potentially creating further chaos. Right. You know, for right. our lives. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm understanding. That's pretty good. Um, and the other thing, uh, you know, we say in communication and I think implicitly we can think we're talking about words and co- talking. But I'm like, no, communication is beyond that. Right. And what she expressed was, you know, she made um, a slight reference to the love languages. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So for me, I was like, oh, yeah, it's true, because that encompasses what communication is. Because communication, as I say in my mind, communication is my ability to connect to you mm-hmm. as my husband. Right. So and so and so it became clear to me because I'm like for me words and sitting and talking and processing things verbally is how I feel connected to you. But you don't necessarily need words to feel connected to me. You know? So for for let's say for you, me giving you a hug after a long day uh-huh. is a thing that speaks volume and you know, speaks you, 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 the same words as maybe oh honey how was your day and then we go through like 15 minutes of talking so that's you know that's communication and that's why I'm saying that um, I realize that it's something that is so nuanced and that forces you to um, you know to, 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 to go beyond yourself and sometimes to do the hard thing 
uh, where it's not just about you getting the message through, but about you being understood and you understanding what the other person needs. Yes. You know, because even I talk about, she spoke about even the whole thing of compatibility. It's like, that's a trap because you think, oh, we're compatible. And you may think that you don't necessarily need to do the necessary work to mm-hmm. really understand how you connect with the next person. Yeah. Right. Do I connect with my child by spending time with them and perhaps sitting and then drawing with them? Because yeah. for them, that says, communicates to them that I am worth it. Right. Um, do I spend, for some people, it's a whole buying flowers. You know, it's been a long week, or my husband or my wife, whatever, bought me flowers. And all of a sudden, that gesture speaks volume. So it's a thing that connects you that says, honey, I know that life is hectic. You know, kids are, 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 are you know, are taking up all the time. But I stopped and I bought you flowers because in the midst of it, I want to let you know that you are still important to me. Yeah. You know, so like I realized that communication is not just words. It's just it's, it's, it's the entirety mm-hmm. of the expression of mm-hmm. how one human being connects with the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I actually I mean, just like tagging on to that, the whole issue of compatibility. Right. I mean, so uh, that that totally is something that she was mentioning and kind of canceling that out where, um, you know, she was saying in a couple different ways that everybody's different like forget compatibility throw that out and and so so i i love that because the thing that we have to learn to avoid is falling in love with the idea of the other person as opposed to actually falling in love with the person person. because the person continues to change Mm -hmm. the person continues to evolve and and i mean she she mentioned even organically Mm -hmm. you get old (laughs) Yeah. You know, your your twenty year old version is different from your fifty year old yeah. version, and and so the 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 way that you avoid the temptation of falling up with the idea of a person is just to get to that place where it's like, look, we're going to discover, mm. we're going to engage, and we're going to you know just continue to 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 to, to learn mm-hmm. each other and adjust and to to our differences and figure out ways to create a bridge between our differences um, and agree to disagree, whatever that means. I mean, all those different things are just super important and crucial. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I just, I, I, I love just the last statement, you know, she mm-hmm. made as well, which is, um, uh, you know, two things. Um, uh, keep talking and expect change. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I was going to mention that. I, I uh-huh. loved yeah, I loved that. It's very expect, good. I, the the keep talking is an obvious one, right? Because when it comes to relationships and marriages, you know, communication, communication, communication. You know that that's like preached severely, if I can say. Mm-hmm. But I have not heard uh, anyone mention the expect change. Yeah, and for me, yeah. that's so powerful because guess what? The thing that's guaranteed is that tomorrow we are not going to be the same people as we are right now as we sit here. Correct. It's all, we're going to be different. So change is like the constant. Yes. So to not expect it, to not prime ourselves for it, Mm -hmm. is in some ways to set ourselves up for failure. Right. And I think when it comes to relationship, it's so crucial because it's one thing dealing with yourself changing. Right. But it's another thing where you have to deal with yourself changing and your spouse changing. And the question is, how are we building our relationship to accommodate? Mm -hmm. You know, how are we building for the future? Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. But I just think that it's such an important mental shift, right? And mental space to live in. And not in the sense of I'm expecting change and it comes with a level of anxiety. No, I think just in the sense of how do we build, how do we remain connected so that as things are changing, we are able to both, you know, feel that change and sort of like almost um, vibrate and like shift. Sure. With the shifting, um, you know, waves, I guess, of life. Yeah. And be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and almost like to learn that because, right, you know, having the ability to deal with changes actually skill. I mean, I guess some people are more um, adept at, at uh, dealing with different situations. Mm-hmm. Right. But other personalities find it very jarring to deal with uh, things that are out of the routine. Sure. Right? right. So I'm like, I think when it comes to relationship, learning to, and practicing dealing with changing envi- um, environments and just life changing is something that is so is actually really valuable. Yeah. Right. And because you have, and I'm saying practice because that's exactly what it is, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you married, you just the two of you, and then you have a child. How you navigate that? So I think learning to navigate change is so important yes. because it's always going to be there. Yes. And then of course some changes are bigger than others, but I'm like I think if we are mindful, and we learn to flex and to find new shapes for our relationships and yeah. new ways to connect. Correct. Um, you know, they will help us so that even when even bigger changes come. So you yeah. have one child, but now there's two. Mm-hmm. But at least when you just had one child, for example, you began to develop tools yes. for dealing with that. So that now when right. you have two and you have three, you know, hopefully there's more tools. And of course, each stage needs to be navigated. But you know what I mean? At least you're not starting from zero. Mm-hmm. Because one thing, you know, where you have nothing and then you like literally move from like one to three. Yeah. That can be just... Yeah. Really straining on the relationship, Correct. you know. So Correct. I think just being so conscious of that and like, um, you know, continuing to practice and to flex and to discover new ways to connect mm-hmm. in a relationship is so important to ensure that as change happens, we can truly grow together. Correct. You Correct. Know? Correct. So Absolutely. I, th- I really, so I love that. I love that yeah. statement. No, it's a good statement uh, because I mean, change change is painful, right? Change is painful. Um, and like you're mentioning there, there are, there are specific milestones in a, in a, in a couple's life that are more painful than others. Um, and this is based on measurements of, of family development, right? So the first year of marriage, the first child is born. Uh, the next time is when kids leave the empty nest. Mm -hmm. And the next one is when people retire. Mm. Each of those phases are painful because we have to now, figure out who we are again. And and so the issue is that, you know, with with uh the pain of change, pain is relative. Pain mm-hmm. only exists because there's a reference point out mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. where that pain didn't exist. Yeah. Right? So now the discomfort or the pain that you're dealing with is something that you have to face head on. Mm-hmm. Um uh but but the thing is and I and I think what's important is to is to realize that adjusting and and growing the agitation of growth actually allows you to discover who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and as you discover who you are, you're discovering who your partner is everything life continues to to you know evolve and 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 insight and mm. you know all these other pieces start to fall in place um but there's no other way besides engaging that process of yeah. pain mm-hmm. and and change so mm-hmm. um yeah no really good statements from her oh, yeah, uh, no. keep talking very and expect change yeah very insightful okay yeah. all right anything else from you um no i mean 
<laughs> I guess the more questions I have probably be have to be for like another time, another session. Another time, another session. But then. yeah, no, thank you so much, Sophia. This was really, really yeah, beneficial. it was really great. Thank you yeah. for that time. Um, great. All right, guys, we'll talk to you on the next one. All right. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for continuing to support us and continuing to listen to this podcast. Um, for the next episode, we are actually going to be going through some of the questions that you sent to us. Um, and in fact, if you still want to go ahead and send some questions in the coming week, please feel free to send those questions through. Uh, you have our WhatsApp line or you can email us. Please send any questions you have. Um, I guess applying specifically to some of the growing together um, sessions we've done so far. And in fact, if there's something that comes to mind that we haven't done, but that still falls under the theme of marriages and growing together, would really, really love to hear from you. So thank you so much for your support. And we look forward to continuing together on this journey. <laughs>